This is Kalen Balazs, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Welcome back, everyone, for the Week 11 edition of the RosterWatch.com Tradecast. My name is Byron Lambert, and of course, I thank each and every one of you for joining me here all season as we step through the fantasy football trade market each week of the season in our leagues, and we look for deals uh, to improve our team, because that's what the fantasy football trade market is. It's a place to make our team better, and I'm so proud of all of the feedback I've gotten from the show this year. I've seen you guys make some incredible trades. Uh, where you're really using critical thinking to step through these trades logically and rationally, and you've really, really improved your teams and geared up for a big run here down the stretch and hopefully deep into the playoffs, and certainly I'm rooting for each and every one of you. Um, You know, so kind of wanted to put a bow on the trade market for the season, kind of get a last word in here for Week 11, as most trade deadlines are imminent or maybe upon us, uh, as we speak, I uh, wanted to leave you guys with final bit of advice here um, to put you in the best position uh, to win this season. Uh, look, guys, we've talked about it at length that the game all season has been to accumulate uh, the absolute most talent-rich depth we can across the entirety of our roster. And we've reached the point in the season now where um, it does us no good to go into the playoffs or down the home stretch with a bunch of good players on our bench. Um, that's like uh, wasted. That's just wasted. Those are wasted assets, wasted assets that we could put to better use. And what's better use? That's gearing up our starting lineup to become the most formidable, formidable uh, starting lineup possible uh, so we can be dominant down the stretch and in our fantasy football playoffs. Uh, we want absolutely monster rosters full of must-start players with great matchups. Uh, the biggest names in all of fantasy football is a great way to simplify that. We're big game hunting now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that's who we want to pursue, and uh, we want must-start guys the rest of the way. Uh, of course, you know teams fit into a few categories at this juncture. They're either pretty securely in the playoff field at this point, or they're still fighting to get off that playoff bubble. Obviously, we still need to be mindful of winning now because we got to make the playoffs. That's the most important uh, objective at this point of the season, of course. And we want to secure our bye weeks where possible because it is true that if you're able to secure a bye week, you have a much greater chance of advancing to your championship and taking the whole thing down. So, of course, we don't want to sacrifice any of that, but there's no reason uh, for us really to have to. We've got a lot of great players on our bench that are quasi starters that we're cycling through in our flex uh, spot every week. Uh, We've got, you know, two, three, four guys that are flex worthy starters every single week. Maybe we've got, you know, just a plethora of running backs or uh, wide receivers, or maybe we even have an excellent backup quarterback or excellent backup tight end that eventually is not going to really serve us down the stretch. If we can use these assets uh, to, bring home the biggest names of all of fantasy football for showtime for the nuclear arms race known as the fantasy football playoffs. That's what we want to do. So ladies and gentlemen, it's time to begin consolidating the entirety of our roster into the best starting lineup we can. Uh, Most of your trade deadlines are up this week or next. 
So this is your last shot to do it, which means that we're not going to be able to wait for perfect timing at this point. Uh, we have to just ship it. We have to ship it where we can under these circumstances at this point. We can't really look to be perfectionists, uh, even if we have to quote-unquote overpay to being, bring the best players back we can. We want a mega starting lineup for the fantasy football playoffs. also think it's important if you... Uh, own any of the principal running backs in backfields where there are elite handcuffs out there. It would be very shrewd of you at this juncture to pursue a trade for those important handcuffs. If you own Ronald Jones, get Leonard Fournette. If you have Alvin Kamara, make sure that you've got Latavius Murray. You know, think about the Chase Edmonds and the Tony Pollards of the world. Think about uh, the Alexander Madisons of the world. We know that was disappointing earlier in the season. Think about the Jamal Williams of the world. These are all guys uh, that you're going to want to own down the stretch if you own the principles. So um, that's a level of insurance that is also a priority at this juncture that I would highly recommend uh, each and every one of you who rosters that principal running back in those backfields. Go out of your way. I just did it today in one of our listener leagues. I shipped off uh, Jalen Rager for Leonard Fournette in a league where I own Ronald Jones. What a great deal. Rager is a nice player. I like him the rest of the season, but he was basically a bench guy with me that I was going to have to make sit-start decisions with versus two, three, four other flex guys that I've accumulated over the course of the season. It was better for me just to wrap up that insurance on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers you know, backfield. We'll talk about something else we could do with that backfield uh, here in one second as we look to uh, consolidate the entirety of our roster for the best starting lineup for the playoff run possible. That's the objective of the final episode of the rosterwatch.com tradecast as we wish each and one of you, every one of you um, great success down the stretch this year. And of course, we thank all of you for your loyal support over the last decade at Rosterwatch. Uh, we also ask that you always follow us at rosterwatch.com on Twitter at Rosterwatch on YouTube. You can subscribe to the Rosterwatch channel. Of course, if you like the podcast or you'd like to begin listening to the podcast, you can always subscribe to the Rosterwatch podcast on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Something that we're going to need to keep in mind here, of course, is as we pursue the big names, kind of the next decision point is looking at the quality of the strength of schedules remaining for these players that have come into focus this week. Uh, we could kind of throw out the window. I said we can't wait for timing to be perfect. At this point, we're not necessarily looking to buy low. We're just looking to buy. We want studs. That's what we're after this week. That is what we're after. And uh, we want to look at the big names, but it's also shrewd to look at the schedules. Make sure you're doing that. For example, take a look at Derrick Henry, a player who... Actually, you know, his value is he's probably reasonably available in a lot of leagues right now. That's a big name. That's a big name. He hasn't been doing poorly recently, but he hasn't been blowing anybody's doors off. But take take Derrick Henry, for example. He's got Jacksonville, Detroit, and Green Bay, all top five matchups for the fantasy running back during week 14 through 16 of the season, which is the fantasy playoffs. The entirety of the fantasy playoffs, Derrick Henry has top five matchups every single week of the fantasy playoffs. This is who you want in your roster as we get 
down to nut cutting time. You want Derrick Henry with top five matchups for the entire entirety of your fantasy football playoffs. Go after him with every ounce of vigor that you have. Um, come hell or high water, I'm willing to overpay for Derrick Henry with a monster schedule down the stretch. Also, look, you know, when you're taking a look at Nick Chubb, here's another example. In Cleveland, he's got Jacksonville, Tennessee, the Giants, and the Jets between now and the end of the season. Four excellent matchups for fantasy running backs. Now, of course, those are just a few of the big names out there, but I wanted to give you a glimpse into how we need to kind of forecast these schedules. Um, you know, as, as we, we look ahead, these are the guys, we want the big names, but we really want the big names with these kind of schedules. Um, and even if we're going after a little bit lower tier of player in a more competitive situation, um, look at the schedule. This is very, very important at this juncture um, that we do that because that is going to play a big part in us pulling off victories uh, here down the stretch. Guys, if I was looking to sell this week, if I was looking to pursue some of the big names, if I was just out buying, uh, I want to get to a few of the examples of players that I would attempt to do that with this week. If I owned either of the Tampa Bay running backs, my first, first I would try to trade them. I would try to package them up and trade them for a more elite player in return. And again, remember the name of this game right now. Forget about the teams that are bottom feeders at the very bottom of your league. Most likely they're totally out of it. Those guys have been our trade targets for the majority of the season. At this point, our trade targets are the teams that are right on the playoff cusp. Maybe the teams that are one one or two spots out of playoff position. Or maybe guys that are just teetering there at the very bottom of the playoff field currently. Uh, those teams have to get in. Those are the teams to try to pick off for their best players if you're a winning team uh, right now. If you're one of those teams, you're still doing everything you can to win, but you're also still going down this road. You're being opportunistic. You're looking at everybody out there. Uh, Sometimes being on the playoff bubble doesn't mean that you don't have the assets to make these trades, and if you do, you certainly want to exercise them uh, because they're not going to do you any good uh, the rest of the way. So Tampa Bay running backs. If i got Ronald Jones, if I've got Leonard Fournette, Those are guys that I would love to package up in a deal with other players and ship off in exchange for a fantasy player I like more down the stretch. The Washington football team running backs, Gibson and McKissick. They're decent. They're decent. But how much do you trust those guys the rest of the way? They're fine. But you could do better. You could do better. If I own McKissick, if I own Antonio Gibson, taking this opportunity before my trade deadline drops, to package them up, maybe with a Ronald Jones, a Leonard Fournette, or some of these other guys we're going to discuss here. Or maybe you've identified somebody on your roster in your league that fits this same bill. These are the players that we want to target. Uh, Los Angeles Rams running backs. If I own Henderson, Malcolm Brown, I don't think Cam Akers has any value at this point. Get those guys the hell off your team. They're going to screw you down the stretch. Wayne Gallman, he's in a bye this week. Remains to be seen exactly what you can get for him but he's clearly a player with value at the moment he's even if he's just a throw-in in a deal to put you over the top for somebody who needs more guys more bodies down the stretch all indications are Gallman is kind of taking the lead in this thing he's clearly the best back they have and the fact is for fantasy purposes he's been very serviceable unfortunate that he's got to buy this week um, I think he takes a hit in marketability but still nonetheless if I own Wayne Gallman that's a guy I want to get the hell off my team I've ridden him for all he's worth. It's time to quit while we're ahead with Wayne Gallman. 
Kareem Hunt of the Cleveland Browns. Look, he's got that same great schedule that Nick Chubb does have down the stretch, of course. These guys aren't must-sells. But remember, we're shopping for the biggest names out there, and you're not going to get those guys for peanuts. Kareem Hunt is a marketable dude, even with Chubb back. He seems to put up better numbers when Chubb is in the picture. Still, how much can you trust being the second fiddle on that team? Uh, Kareem Hunt, a nice play down the stretch, but you guys, you could do better than that. And he's a marketable asset. Selvan Ahmad, Miami. The source of a lot of hype and actually some value at the moment. Very playable this week. His, his time could be up at any minute. The jig could be up on Salvan Ahmad at any minute. Get him the hell off your team. Package him up with Kareem Hunt. Package him up with Daryl Henderson. Package him up with Antonio Gibson. Package him up with Leonard Fournette or Ronald Jones. Go get yourself a better player, guys. Go get yourself a guy that you could sleep well at night knowing that he's going to be your starter in the fantasy football playoffs. Put a guy in your lineup that's going to scare the shit out of the other teams you face down the stretch. Kalen Balaj. What the hell are we even really talking about here? We're talking about Kalen freaking Balaj. Sure, he's a good play right now. If you're in a pinch, well, of course, those are the teams you want to trade Kalen Balaj to right now. Teams that are in a pinch. Package him up with these aforementioned players and bring home a bigger fish. Because, we're look, we're, we love... We love trolling for the big fish here late in the season on the fantasy football trade market at rosterwatch.com. Remember, we're big game hunting at this point. We want trophies. That's what we want at rosterwatch.com. Naeem Hines, Indianapolis Colts. Sell them. Sell them. By the way, the Colts, another team with a good schedule down the stretch. How much can you trust any of these guys? Uh... Hines seems like the best guy, but certainly we're willing to part with him for a bigger name and a better player. His teammate, Jonathan Taylor, actually could be a sneaky buy low if you're somebody who needs guys down the stretch, or maybe you're just looking for like a stash flex down the stretch. Nothing guaranteed there, but go look at the remaining schedule for Jonathan Taylor and for the Colts running backs. It's interesting to see you got to decide which side of the fence you're on here, but certainly players with an enticing schedule down the stretch. Certainly players in Hines' situation, he's a sell high. Get them the hell out of here. Get a better name. If you're buying low, Taylor might be sneaky with that schedule. They have an excellent, they might have the best schedule of all of fantasy for running backs from here to the end of the fantasy football playoffs. Damian Harris of New England. We're in no rush to sell this guy. That run game looks good and appears he's taking the lead still. We've got way too much history and data on how the Patriots operate with their backfield. I know it's a different version of that team. I know he looks good. He's a fine keep. But if you could take Damian Harris, package him up with Kareem Hunt, Kalen Balaj, Naeem Hines, Wayne Gallman, Antonio Gibson, Ronald Jones, and go after a better player, that's the smartest thing you can do. What is, what is Damian Harris, what are these guys going to do on your bench in the playoffs? They're going to give you a headache deciding who to start every week. You're going to be in agony, agony city. And they're not going to be the best, the highest and best assets that you could have in place for that run. You're going to be facing some very, very good teams in your fantasy football playoffs. You're going to have to be able to match up with those guys. And you're going to need studs up and down the roster if you want to take this thing home. Folks, let's turn to the page of the fantasy football wide receivers for week 11 that we would look to put in play on our trade markets in order to bring back a more formidable asset for our fantasy football playoff run. The Pittsburgh 
Steeler wide receivers. There's three of them. Seems mostly on the season. Deontay Johnson's been the target guy to trust. Juju's been pretty reliable recently. Claypool overall has been good and has had his massive outbursts. I think they're all fine assets, but certainly far from a guarantee in a given week that uh, all three of those guys can deliver. So you're going to be left high and dry probably at least one out of three weeks. At least 30 or 40% of the time with those players, you're going to be screwed. And that's all it takes for you to lose one matchup when it's all on the line in the fantasy football playoffs. You're one and done. It's sudden death, folks, when we get to that point. You can't afford to play roulette with guys like Juju Smith-Schuster when you can move in on a bigger name and a better player in return. What about the Carolina Panthers wide receivers? Very similar situation. I've been begging Alex all year to relinquish the love for Robbie Anderson. It's been a good, decent season for fantasy, but this isn't reliable. This is musical chairs in Carolina with the fantasy wide receivers. Why risk it? Those guys are marketable. Ship them the hell out for a better player in return. The Bucks wide receivers, similar situation. We saw last week when that offense goes off, there's actually enough to go around to support everybody in a respectable fantasy outing. But what's the upside in a given week? What's the floor in a given week? It's not what you'd hope for. Granted, if I could take on maybe one of those receivers from Tampa Bay for cheap as a flex, I think it's interesting. Maybe you can do that in some situations in some leagues. I'd consider it. But on the whole, if I own Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, I'd be considering using those guys to parlay, uh, to consolidate with other players from my roster. Look, we want to deplete the majority of our bench here on this trade market. Use it up. Use it or lose it. Package all these guys up. Make two or three deals before your trade deadline is up here in short order. Marvin Jones. Detroit Lions. What better candidate is there to trade this week than Marvin Jones? Ask yourself, do you really want to go to war with Marvin Jones in your fantasy football league? You can't say that to yourself in the mirror with an honest face. Hell no, you don't. Get him the hell out. Marquez Valdez Scantling. Nobody's going to go crazy about him, but if somebody needs a couple of guys, throw him in. Throw him in. He's been good lately. Packers are good. We know Lazard is coming back. Uh, and we know that MVS is a boom-bust player. Jacoby Myers. It's been a hell of a month in fantasy for Jacoby Myers in New England. The clear lead wide receiver in that offense. At the end of the day, it's still Jacoby Myers. It's still a bad passing offense. And there's still other dudes there. I don't think you chase Jacoby Myers' points. I think you capitalize on his success when you can. Jakeem Grant in Miami may not have a lot of value at the moment. He might. He was a darling on the waiver wire this week. Looks like he's the number two in a burgeoning Tua offense. Big play potential. The point is, who the hell knows with Jakeem Grant? He's the kind of player that before you see the next card, you like to just take the pot down if you can. You don't want to see any more cards peeled off the deck with Jakeem Grant. If you can take that money down while you, while you got the lead in that hand 
or why you can bluff that hand, he ought to. Put Jakeem Grant, Jacoby Myers, Marvin Jones, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Throw him in as a third dude to put you over the top. You know, a second or third dude to put you over a top for a player you like more. We've talked about it. You could package any of these wide receivers with any of those running backs we discussed at the outset. Rams running backs, Bucks running backs, Washington football team running backs, Kareem Hunt, Savan Ahmad, Kalen Balazs, Naeem Hines, Damian Harris. Package them up with the Marvin Jones, the Juju Smith-Schusters, the Robbie Andersons, the DJ Moores, the Curtis Samuels, the Mike Evans, the Jacoby Myers, the Jakeem Grants of the world. I know you guys can get something done with players like that. Look, we're not trying to waste people's time here. You get more deals done if you offer something fair, if you identify the other team's needs. We're not looking to rip people off. That's great if you can, but it's unlikely, and it's more than, more than anything, it's a waste of time. Instead, we're looking to take advantage of market inefficiencies and circumstantial situations in our leagues and where we make the arbitrage is oftentimes on selling high and buying low, not on trying to just totally screw people because we like to get deals done. That's where our advantage is. Jalen Rager, Philadelphia Eagles. Well, I like him a lot rest of season. Good flex rest of season. I shipped him off for Leonard Fournette today in a league where he's like my wide receiver five or six, and I own Ronald Jones, and I needed the Leonard Fournette insurance. I feel very good about it. You know, it's got to hurt a little bit for both sides. That's the hallmark of any good trade. Uh, It doesn't hurt too bad, though, knowing that I've got that Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back situation locked up. Not the ideal handcuff situation uh, because they are somewhat complimentary players, but still, if either Jones or Fournette goes down, the other one's a leak winner. Uh, the rest of the way attached that offense. There's other situations that you guys can poke around on similar to that. Brandon Ayuk, San Francisco. Another another dude that if he's got value, get him off your team. He's a rookie. Get these rookies off your team. And trust rookies in our fantasy playoffs. Rookies in mediocre offensive situations can't do it, won't do it, shouldn't do it. T. Higgins. Maybe not so fast. Better rookie in a high-volume passing situation. I actually like Higgins down the stretch. But, you know, ask yourself, if you own T. Higgins, Justin Jefferson, Jefferson been a little more boom-bust than Higgins, but he's had the big booms. I think those guys are fine, but if you're to keep, just remember, when you start to trade a player like that that's really a solid contributor, you just make sure, you know, who are you? can you actually trade up for? It needs to be a significant and notable improvement once we get to that level with a player like Higgins and Jefferson, but I don't think they're off the table. Those are actually very perfectly marketable commodities if you're able to uh, pull off a heist for a bigger name. Who are those bigger names? Well, it's one of the more obvious lists of the season. Like I said, we're looking to buy. We're not necessarily looking to buy low, so you don't have to scrounge around so much. Uh, You can almost go straight to the biggest names in fantasy, and those are your targets this week. Of course, Some of these guys have injury concerns we need to be aware of. Um, But if we've identified our situation where what do we have to lose because we're so talent rich that uh, we can afford if it doesn't work out or we're willing to take that risk because we're not irrationally risk-averse chicken littles because we want to win. We're here to win. We want to go big or go home. Then I... It's fine to look at the Christian McCaffreys of the world. It's fine to look at the Austin Ecklers of the world. It's fine to look at the Chris Carson of the world, even the Joe Mixon of the world. Those guys scare us a little bit, especially the Mixon and the Carson with the uh, 
nebulous foot injuries. Those are always scary for running backs. Make sure if you go after them, first of all, maybe you can get them for real cheap. And make sure if you go after them, though, that guys like that, that you can afford if things don't work out. Uh, but very much that has created an opportunity for some big-name players, Chris Carson, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, and especially Christian McCaffrey. Take a look at those guys here down the stretch. Every one of you is a disservice if you don't go into your league tonight and at least see what's going on with those players in your league. Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara. We mentioned Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry, probably two of my favorites. Aaron Jones with Green Bay. All players with varying degrees of price tags at the moment based on recent performance, but all elite guys, all big-name guys that you would love to roll into the playoffs with. If you've got the assets to get these dudes, I don't care how much you have to give up. Just do it. Don't leave your starting lineup short. Make sure you've got a complete and you know uh, formidable starting lineup. But if, 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 if this is at the expense of purging your entire bench, I don't care how much you got to throw at these players to bring them home. Uh, a little bit of a notch below that, Todd Gurley we've been back and forth with on the Tradecast all season long. I think he's a good guy right now to, if you could pick him up, I don't mind bringing Todd Gurley back home for the stretch run. It's not a guarantee, especially with the situation the Falcons are in. But if you can't get the biggest name, guys, I don't hate Todd Gurley the rest of the way. Zeke Elliott, certainly some concerns there. But look, we said, if you just want to simplify this whole thing and not overthink it, just the rule is go after the biggest names in fantasy. It's been a tough year for Zeke Elliott, but clearly he fits the bill as one of the big names in fantasy. Uh... I think his owners are still a little bit worried, so there might be a somewhat reasonable deal to be had on him. He's saying he's still a tiny bit banged up, but here's what we've noticed is that situation has improved since Zach Martin has returned. Not a lot of people are talking about that. Um, Very worried about Zeke before. Still have reduced expectations the rest of the way, but I think we're back to the point where Zeke can be probably a really good RB2, an awesome RB2 down the stretch. And I think you can get him for less than that. Or even if you have to give up a good amount to get him, the team's in position to do it are probably going to slide him in as a flex the rest of the way. I like him with Andy Dalton back. I like him with Zach Martin back. It's still not the same old Zeke, but I think it's a good enough Zeke that we're interested uh, right here before the trade deadline. Josh Jacobs coming off a big performance. Talking to his owners, they're still not totally sold on him. I get it, but you know, considering the carnage to the position this year, uh, a healthy body is worth a lot at this point, and he's clearly a volume hog. So if you can get Josh Jacobs, I'm interested. If you can get Miles Sanders, we've talked about him for weeks, very, very interested in Miles Sanders here down the stretch. Uh, we want to take a look at the big-name fantasy wide receivers that we want to snoop around on here before the trade deadline drops in our fantasy football leagues. Devontae Adams, you're never going to buy low. He's probably one of the most expensive players out there. His owners are probably winning teams and aren't going to give him up. But there's millions of configurations to the way uh, league standings work out with the players that are owned out there. Look in your league and see what's going on with Devontae Adams. See what's going on with Tyreek Hill. See what's going on with DK Metcalf coming off of uh, an underwhelming game. See what's going on with DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, and even Tyler Lockett. Folks, I implore you to pursue these players and add them to your fantasy football roster before the trade deadlines drop. These guys will give you the best starting lineup 
you've ever seen going into your fantasy football playoffs. And you're going to rest easy at night and you're going to win more titles this way. A notch below. How much are you scared of Jameis Winston or possibly Taysom Hill? Maybe we should be scared a fair amount. I'm still interested in Michael Thomas for the right price, especially if it's Jameis, who I think it's going to be. I actually think this pushes the game script for the Saints more. Jameis, we've seen him make plenty of hay out of the Godwins and Mike Evans of the world. And coincidentally, I think Michael Thomas is a little bit of a hybrid of those dudes. I like Michael Thomas. He's a sneaky pickup here. If it doesn't work out, so the hell what? So be it. Uh, That's a great guy to go to war with. That's a guy that makes your opponents nervous. Michael Thomas. Stephon Diggs. Been an excellent fantasy commodity this season. If you can pick him up, he'd be a great guy to add for your fantasy football playoff run. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen would be a stud the way that Justin Herbert peppers him with target volume. What an ad that would be. Calvin Ridley, this is an injury concern. You're going to need to monitor it. Certainly, Calvin Ridley was one of the best players in all of fantasy the first part of the season. Um, If you can take the risk of stashing him, certainly think it's worth it. A.J. Brown, Tennessee Titans, another player that's uh, like this quasi-elite level that if we can add him, I'll overpay for A.J. Brown if I can make him my wide receiver three or my flex for the fantasy football playoff run. What about Allen Robinson? Tough to trust anybody in Chicago. Uh, I still like his schedule the rest of the way. And I think he's still going to be a solid asset for most teams. Not a super elite, not a super premium name that we're really looking for here. But let's face it, this has been a year depleted by injuries. And we got to work with the guys that are out there. Out there on the tight end market. We're looking at Travis Kelsey. We're looking at Darren Waller. Those are the elite tight ends. If we have the assets to pay up, if we're fantasy rich, those are the guys that we're ready to spend up on. If I can't get Kelsey, if I can't get Waller, very interested in Mark Andrews, who finally gets his first respite from tight end hell the last four to six weeks. This week with a great matchup against Tennessee. Gets A little bit difficult again next week. Actually, very difficult again next week with, I believe it's Indianapolis again. But after that, pretty much smooth sailing for Mark Andrews uh, down through the most important juncture of our fantasy football season on into the playoffs. TJ Hawkinson, if I can can bring him on as my fantasy tight end the rest of the way, I'm interested in doing it. We mentioned last week Noah Fant has that tight end room all to himself. And Denver now a guy that I'm certainly interested in bringing back and just kind of setting it and forgetting it rest of way at my tight end position. And then Rob Gronkowski. A lot of guys, a lot of people roster Gronk as their second tight end and might be willing to part with him in the right deal. If I needed a tight end rest of season, I'd have a look at that. One thing we should keep in mind with all these Bucks players is they do have a week 13 bye. So there's going to be a lot of notable players from the Buccaneers team that are out in your last week of your regular season for your fantasy football leagues, where a lot of you guys are going to be on the chopping block. If you can't afford to absorb the week 13 bye from the Buccaneers skill players, it's time to get out from underneath them right now before your trade deadline drops. Well, once again, ladies and gentlemen, it's been my absolute pleasure to host the rosterwatch.com trade cast for the 2020 season. I love interacting with you guys. I appreciate all the uh, viewers and listeners and all the feedback we've got on the site at rosterwatch.com. It's been a joy to see each and every one of you put 
this information uh, into motion in your leagues and really pull off some amazing trades that have improved your teams. Again, this is what we say. The fantasy football trade market is a place to make your team better. And this is where we do it every week of the season. Once and for all, ladies and gentlemen, my name's Byron Lambert. It's been an absolute pleasure on behalf of everybody at rosterwatch.com to be on the front lines for your fantasy football team for the last decade. We appreciate all your love and support at rosterwatch.com, on Twitter at rosterwatch, over on the YouTube channel, the Rosterwatch YouTube channel, and of course, on your favorite podcast platform, the Rosterwatch podcast. Until next season, ladies and gentlemen, so long.